Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Anybody who's hating on that in general is just like, yeah, you kind of a, a lame old head. You 36, bro. What's up? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily, the podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip hop music culture. It's brought to you by the good people at Hip Hop DX. And I am one of your lovely hosts in better spirits today, a little bit better spirits today, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A Dub, also in better spirits. It is Thursday, and we got quite a few things to get to. So, Black Star, which is most deaf and Talib Kweli and Dave Chappelle and Donnell Rawlings will all be on the next episode of Nori's Drink Champs. Then we have to talk about Bobby Brown because he got a new show on the way on A&E and his sister has quite a few things to say about his wife. Oh, we also have to talk about Jay-Z's longtime engineer, Young Guru. He brought up an interesting conversation about artists from today sampling songs in the 90s. Plus, Megan Thee Stallion is going to be performing at Australia's Festival X and 2 Chains brought up a good conversation about weed laws in new york city so a lot to get to but first please follow the podcast please subscribe to us on all platforms any streaming platform that you on, just hit that button for us subscribe follow all of that thank you now let's jump in all right let's get started with this new drink champs episode because i am excited about this oh my gosh i got so happy when i saw this clip it's dave chappelle it's black star it's donnell rawlings and, of course, in this little snippet that we got, it was already hilarious. Like, hilarity ensued. And uh, they are going to be on the next episode of Drink Champs with Nori and EFN. Yep, so they took the Instagram to announce it with the clip. And um, it says, new Drink Champs episode with Black Stars on the way. And also special guests and comedy legends Dave Chappelle and Donnell Rollins took things to another level. And it says, get the tequila ready, get the Ciroc ready. Mm. It's going on Thursday. Well, Ooh, today! <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I am excited. I got the Casabigos ready. It's, it's yeah. happening later on today. Um, one of my other shows is coming out today, a la carte. Like, I, I am ready for a TV-watching, fun Thursday night, okay? Um, and the thing about the, this group of guys is they're all friends, obviously. Like, we've seen them together in so many different scenarios over the years. Um, they're at so many different shows together. Uh, obviously, most Def and Talib were on Chappelle's show when he had that back in the day. And even with Dave Chappelle's podcast, The Midnight Miracle, which is one of the best audio series ever invented. If you haven't heard it, like, please listen to The Midnight Miracle and you'll just see the chemistry these guys have when it comes to having conversations. Because it's Dave Chappelle's podcast, but Donnell is on, I think, about like every episode. Talib is on a lot of episodes. Most Def is on some of the episodes. And just the chemistry that they have when it comes to uh, speaking on different topics, telling stories, telling these legendary mythical stories of things that have happened in their, their lives and their careers. It's just fantastic to hear them all get together and talk. So if you listen to The Midnight Miracle, you're probably as excited about this as I am. I think it's going to be hilarious. I think having Black Star as the main guest because they just put their new album out um, and then having 
Donnell and Dave chime in is like the perfect little mix of how they should do it. I'm glad they that Dave Chappelle is not doing his own episode right now or Donnell's not doing his own. Like, I'm just glad at the way that they decided to do it as well. So I'm excited about this. I will be watching tonight. Yeah, I'm excited for this, too, because we've talked before about the Drink Champs podcast, how all the guests who go on there, you know, they say such crazy stories and, you know, it's such a they get so comfortable with uh, Nori and DJ EFN that they just keep talking and talking in a good way. So I'm excited to see the whole episode of this one because all those people, like, they ain't afraid to speak their mind. So you know it's going to be a good one. Right. <laughs> Hopefully Dave chimes in and, and tells us how he feels about, you know, getting attacked on stage. Hopefully Donnell chimes in with his usual funniness and hilarity. And then hopefully we just get those great, great stories from Talib and Mose. And, you know, Talib can be a little controversial in his opinions at times, too. So I feel like it's a great mix. I feel like it's going to be a great episode. Nori and team, whoever thought to have them as guests, good job, good selection. And they're going to be in Ohio as well, Dave's uh, place where he kind of brings everybody else into. I like how Dave just brings everyone into his world. So excited about that. But now let's go ahead and talk about Bobby Brown because he has a new biopic on the way and it's going to be on A&E. And if you haven't seen, Bobby's been doing all of these different um, shows and he's been doing all of this different press for this new biopic. He's been on like The Breakfast Club, Good Morning America, a couple of other shows. And Bobby seems really excited about it. But, you know, as we know, he's been through quite a bit over these years. I mean, obviously from Whitney Houston dying to his daughter, Bobby Christina, dying to his son dying and just everything in between with his career over these years. Bobby has had quite a ride and it's not always been the easiest. So, Seeing out, seeing him out here recently has been good. Um, seeing him talking to the public, talking to the media, has been good. Seeing him like trying t- or looking as if he's turned his life around and has things uh, pretty calm and collected right now has been good. But he does seem like you know he seems a little exhausted when we see him talking in these interviews. If I'm being honest, like he emanates the energy of somebody who's exhausted but trying to stay positive. So I want to preface this with that. But as he was doing this press uh, for this show, this new show with his wife and his kids, his sister came out and spoke on her feelings about Bobby Brown's current wife, Alicia. Right. So uh, it first happened with Bobby Brown and his wife uh, doing an interview with people. They put this interview out and it also dang, and they also appeared on Good Morning America. So a lot of press, like we were saying, for the new docuseries. So then Bobby Brown's sister had some issues with what his wife was saying. And so then on Tuesday, she went on Facebook and said, don't you all believe Alicia talking about my niece, Bobby Christina, and my nephew, Bobby Jr. She says, enough is a damn enough of the faking now. Bobby Jr. was not even allowed in his own father's home because of Alicia. And I have a damn witness that he had nowhere to go in L.A. because Alicia wouldn't let him stay in his own father's house. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, now that's a revelation right there. Now, on one hand, I feel like Bobby Brown's sister wouldn't necessarily have a reason to lie about this unless she just hates the wife for no reason at all. Um, but I feel like this is information that's probably verifiable. So I don't get the notion that she would lie about this. But then the point becomes the point of contention would be, well, was it solely Alicia's decision that she couldn't come back to the house or Was it Bobby and Alicia's decision, but she's putting it off on Alicia because, you know, 
she doesn't want to feel that way about her brother. That's the thing. That's that's a interesting thing. That would be an interesting fact to know in this situation because I feel like if Bobby Brown didn't want his son put out of his house, I don't think his son would be put out of his house. Like I don't I don't know that the wife could make Bobby put his own son out, could she? Yeah, that's why I don't know either cuz who knows who's really like to blame if there is anybody to blame it's all kind of messy you know family dynamics and all this other stuff like we're not in the household we don't know who to believe but it is interesting like if I had a kid like nobody's making me put my kid out unless the kid is doing something of that magnitude to be put out like why why was he put out that's it's it's more to this story for sure it's definitely more to this story and um she went on to to spill more tea and talk more bad about the wife she said oh yeah I'm gonna tell the damn truth and shame that devil I had to find shelter for him, plus send him money because he had no money for food. So stop the damn lying, Alicia, and trust there's more. Oh, and you're not getting your way with this. You are fake and phony, and the truth is coming. So you can do whatever pleases you, sweetie, but it won't help you. When the world finds out the truth about you, it'll put a stop to all this bull crap you're trying to set up for yourself. I'm so sick of you damn demonized evil beast around my brother. You all preyed on my brother since day one, and now he married you knowing he should not have. And stop telling people that you were with my brother before Whitney. He never married you then because you were a groupie, like I said. So she said more than a mouthful about Alicia. And to be quite honest, even though there's obviously some previous hatred between these two women there, some previous tension, I kind of believe some of the stuff she was saying because we've heard about Alicia before. She was allegedly the one that um, got Bobby together on his wedding day for for Whitney and told Bobby, like, when he was kind of getting cold feet, like, you are going to marry Whitney. This is the happiest day of your life. And she she was seemingly in the picture before mm-hmm. then. But I don't know. To me, it gave like, you know, side chick kind of waiting on <laughs> waiting on the Whitney Bobby thing to end vibes with Alicia. But hey, you know, Whitney's gone. Bobby does deserve happiness. He does deserve to have a family. He does deserve to have someone new in his life. So, I mean, everybody loves Whitney. <laughs> so that's that's a lot of what his uh, sister was talking about, too, because that wasn't the whole message that we read. She also went on to talk about how you will never be Whitney Houston. You will never take her place. Whitney, Whitney was a real woman and so on and so forth. So a lot of people just only see Bobby as, okay, it should be Bobby and Whitney. But Whitney mm-hmm. is no longer here. So, hey, if he's happy with Alicia now and he was dealing with her before Whitney, during Whitney, prior, whatever, hey, let it, let it be at this point. But I do hope that what the sister said about her just being in this for the gain of it all and trying to secure a legacy, secure money and all of that. I really hope that's not the case. If it is though, that's the longest long con of all time. Like 30 years of the long con, that's dedication. If, if her motives are really ulterior and she is really only with Bobby for her own sick reasons, that is the longest long con I have ever heard of. 30 years. Yeah, definitely a long time. Like, and, you know, Bobby's been doing pretty well lately. So maybe she's going to continue waiting longer if that is her end goal. I don't know what Alicia got planned, but maybe we'll see more in the docuseries how, you know, a little uh, more look into their lives and maybe you can either prove all this stuff wrong that the sister is saying and things like that. So we'll have to check out the docuseries and see what's really going on with Bobby Brown and the family. Right. 
Okay. Well, now let's talk about Young Guru, uh, maybe the most known hip-hop engineer of all time. Um, of course, Jay-Z's longtime engineer. And he brought up a good conversation recently about artists today sampling songs from the 90s. He said, in 94, we sampled records that were 20 years old from 74. This is on Twitter. He went on to say, "Stop! please stop critiquing the youth for sampling records that are from 2000 or even the 90s. Let the youth be the youth. You 50 trying to argue with a 20-something. Stop. Hmm. I like that. I like that. I like that mm-hmm. uh, That energy about it. I lo- anytime somebody gets you 36, which if you're not on Twitter, you know, that's like <laughs> anytime somebody who's too old to be engaging in something or is just too beyond something uh, or doing something goofy or asinine that they shouldn't be doing, somebody tweets them and they tell them, you 36. It don't matter what age they are. You could be 23. You could be 77. They're going to tell them, they're going to tweet them and tell them, you 36. So this is basically Young Guru, you 36 and everybody who's coming at these young rappers. Um, and I, I think that they're, like sampling has always been in hip hop obviously and Mm -hmm. it's just different to us now because we're older so we're like yo soldier boy is getting sampled now like people that we grew up with are actually getting sampled now so i think it's shocking and jarring to some people like oh wow this song came out when i was 15 or this song came out when i was 20 and now it's being sampled so um yeah i just i just think it is a hating thing but it's also a creativity thing i'll say that like i think when people sample music from the 90s or the 2000s, um, I think it's just more of a where does the creativity lie in it? Are you really just giving us the same uh, hook and the same cadence, same exact cadence from the record that you're sampling? Or are you really doing it in a creative way and putting your own spin on it? And I think the people that are doing that, are there's no issue with it. Like, there's no issue with sampling. There's no issue with going back to these records that we already loved. I just think... The people that have an issue, some of them only have the issue when it's lazy sampling versus the the type of sampling that we've known in the past. So, yeah, all in all, I agree with Guru. I just think the sampling shouldn't be lazy. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Like, I personally like the videos that pop up where it kind of shows what our favorite songs were sampled from or what the, what the sample is. And it'd be like, but I like when it is done correctly, where it's like one little sample like I think one that's popular is like a the Bruno Mars song um I forget what's called or golden or something like that and it was a sample in a Kendrick Lamar song but the way they mixed it and reverbed it and slowed it down yada yada you couldn't believe that wow that is that sample so I do like when sampling is done correctly and not just an exact copy like when they actually like twisted and things like that then yeah well, I'm all for sampling and you know with it being 2000 and things like that like do we want the same sample from these 70 songs over and over no so we gotta dig into our other bag of music there's a whole bunch of music out there that can get sampled so when it's done right I ain't got no problem with either so I'm with Young Guru too yeah the songs and samples page on Instagram has 115,000 followers people love samples like this Mm -hmm. is actually one of my favorite pages and they show you exactly how the sample was made like oh they slowed it down they took the pitch down they added reverb they chopped it like it goes into exactly how the sample was formed and it's so informative to see because some of the songs don't you can't even recognize the sample like right off the bat sometimes Mm -hmm. and 
I love those ones to where you may not recognize it right off the bat, but then as you listen more to the song, you're like, oh, that's such and such. Like, I love those types of samples. And it's always fun to recognize the sample because you kind of test your music not library and your personal music knowledge. So, yeah, no, sampling is fun. Anybody who's hating on that in general is just like, yeah, you kind of a, a lame old head. You 36, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. I feel like we've been talking about icons all episode long. Uh, so this is like the icon episode. But we're going to jump into the artists of today real quick. So Megan the Stallion is going to be performing at Australia's X Festival for the first time. And Australia's X Festival... Australia's Festival X, I'm sorry, not X Festival, um, is a five-date touring festival that also boasts Don Tolliver and Calvin Harris as headliners um, in addition to Megan Thee Stallion. So clearly some big artists on this festival. I got a question real quick, though. Like, touring festivals, like, is that not just a tour? Yeah, like, is it because Australia, I don't know the size of Australia, but it seems like there's all these different cities in australia so is that yeah ain't that a tour i'm confused <laughs> but yeah yeah well it's gonna be kicking off at melbourne's <laughs> flemington race course on november 26th uh there's gonna have there's gonna be a show at alabaster sports field in the gold coast on november 27th and then they're gonna be going to adelaide's bonnethon park on december 2nd and then two performances at the Sydney Showground in Burstwood Park in Sydney and Perth on December 3rd and 4th. So this is going to be the first Festival X to transpire since uh, the festival took an indefinite pause back in 2020 due to everything that was happening with COVID. So, yeah, they're going to be out here this this November. Long story short with Festival X. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see the H-Town hottie is going international. She's in Australia. It looks like she's going to be going to Spain soon for Primavera Sound on June 8th and 11th. She's going to Alabama, Baltimore. She's everywhere. Yeah, we love it, man. Love that for Meg. And get get that international money. If they're not treating you right here in the U.S., go abroad, okay? I like that for Meg. Lastly, real quick, let's talk about 2 Chains. So he is simply amazed right now by the weed laws in New York City. He says that they turned it into Cali. He was out there recently and he was just reflecting on what the NYC weed laws used to be versus what they are now. And I thought he had a, um, some pretty interesting commentary on it. I remember being in New York, they had the hip hop police. They used to fuck with us at the cat. Used to jump down. Man, now they ain't got a chance for a nigga walking on the gas, man. <laughs> Sounds very high right I'm now. I'm glad y'all found some <laughs> shit to be upset about. Stop fucking with nigga about little bit of shit like that. No, for real. In front of 12, they're not tripping. They're not tripping. He's walking past the police van right now. <laughs> fuck me up. They don't turn the cat. How it did be? So, yeah, as uh, 2 Chase is getting high, walking past the police van in Times Square, he's just reflecting on how the hip-hop police used to go crazy on them about weed as soon as they touched down in New York, and now he's able to smoke in front of the police. And I'm like, okay, good, progress, progress for New York. Um, let's get some nationwide progress on it, and also let's free everybody that's locked up for weed right now, that's still locked up, because there's some people that's still locked up, okay? So, you know, good for everybody else, but... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was a good note to end on today, though. That is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, which is Hip Hop DX.
And be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is all Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us as well. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. Asia is A S H I A. Sky is S K Y E. I know y'all be um, spelling it wrong sometimes, so just make sure you spell it spell it correctly. Follow the right page, and uh, I'll follow you back. Especially if you let me know you listen to DX Daily. Right, exactly. And then you can follow me too at everything, which is A Y E E E D U B B. All righty, we will see you tomorrow to kick off your weekend with more daily news. See ya. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.